Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Along with my buddy George Kurtz, Long Island Rage. I'm Toronto. He's Long Island. We got Sean Angle. Thanks, Sean, for keeping us afloat, producing, and uh, kind of weird for me and George. No hockey, but we got uh, games tonight. We got uh, Marenzi coming on with some college basketball picks. Those games are tipping off as we speak. I'll give you a couple golf props later on in the day. A big horse race from Gulfstream, the Pegasus World Cup. $7 million there. Some of the best horses in the world are going to be <laughs> competing in that one. And uh, also, George, a little DFS flavor. We're so hardcore, we actually put together a, a, a DFS Pro Bowl lineup there. And uh, I, gr- I agree with Marenzi 100% with the, 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 the pick of Saquon Barkley. He's definitely in uh, two of my, both of my lineups there. Schuster. I, I, and I'm also avoiding Chiefs and uh, and uh, and. Sam Saints in the game. I know Kamara's there. All those guys who played in the championship games, I don't want any part of them in the Pro Bowl. I think I'm going to go the other way. I prefer the Elliots, the Barclays, those type of guys. I don't want the players who played uh, last week. I think I'm going to avoid them. And also, very expensive. I also wonder how much the uh, Saints players actually want to be there. Yeah, yes, exactly. he got screwed over. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad call. You should be going to the Super Bowl. You're not. Should have gone last year. You're not. So uh, it's... Uh, I just, you know, oh, great, we're in Orlando, but just not where I want to be, and now i got to play football and get hit and get all sore again. Yeah, no, I just I just think it's a really, like, bad spot for them. And the way Kamara plays and stuff like, too, um, you know, I just don't think he's going to get the ball that much. And to Gabe's point, I think Saquon Barkley and the Giants, like, it's a perfect profile for your first uh, Pro Bowl. I think he's going to be on the field a lot. I think he's going to be getting a lot of touches. Same with uh, on the AFC side, Juju Smith-Schuster's, I think, a guy. You're going to have to pay up for him. He's very, very expensive. But I think even with the injury to Keenan Allen uh, before he was banged up before the playoff game and stuff, I think he's a guy for the AFC and all the Antonio Brown news. I think he's the type of guy to shine in a game like that. Uh, what do you think, George? with Barkley and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think they're going to be the key guys. I certainly like Barkley because it's my theory, once again, that a lot of these players uh, don't want to tackle. You know, you don't want to get hurt. It, especially in what's eventually a scrimmage game. It doesn't mean anything. You know, so you don't want to get hurt. You want to make sure you go into your offseason healthy. So if Barkley's going hard, I mean, that's not a fun man to tackle at all here. So I, I like running backs in general in this game, especially running back, bigger running backs who could put a hurting on people. What do you think about uh, James Conner at five thousand uh, dollars? Do you like him in this game? I, I was looking at him to, f- to fill it out. Like, you know, cheap Ebron's the guy that I like. I think he's forty three hundred. Uh, you like Conner? I know he looked pretty tired at the end of the year there, but uh, maybe a little refresh for this game if you like the running backs. I do like Connor. It's been a couple of weeks since he's played, so I assume once again he's completely healthy, and he's somebody who's still trying to show people what, that he can, what, that he can play. 
You know, so that that's interesting to uh, to me. Uh, guys who are maybe going to be free agents, same thing. Guys who are playing for contracts, to them, this is still a showcase. So I, I'm much more interested in those kinds of players. Like I said, rather than guys who have sort of uh, been here, done that, da, 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 the, the, the grizzled veterans who don't have anything to play for, they're just here enjoying the, the fun of the sun. I know it's not Hawaii, it's Orlando, but uh, I think they, they treat the game a little bit differently. I tend to like younger guys more than I like older guys. I think that's an excellent point. I, I think that's a wicked point. Uh, with Barkley, the same thing. I think he's going to light up. Schuster's young. All the all, all the young guys, they want to make a point. They want to be there. Uh, I love that. Um, for the tight end position, I know Ebron was huge all year. He's he's a guy that I'm looking at. But also, it's interesting, George. I looked at uh, uh, just basically, you know, the fun day that they had when they did their kind of like uh, American Gladiator skills competition. And I was kind of watching. I, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I was like, why am I, I watching watched this? I watched it, too. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're absolute idiots. But uh, I like the chemistry that I saw with uh, Russell Wilson and Adam Thielen. Like, they seemed to be getting along. It was kind of interesting. I'm like, wow, these guys really like each other. They're throwing the balls. I, I made one lineup with uh, both of those guys in it, too. And maybe that's, you know, just one of those things. I know Wilson is more of a, a grizzled veteran. But Thielen seems like the, a type of guy, too, when he goes to the Pro Bowl that really uh, would like to shine. Especially since, at the end of the year, he still didn't get those targets that we were used to seeing. Maybe he comes out and says, hey, Kirk Cousins, look at these guys. They throw me the ball. They get me the ball. I said it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, I, he did look interesting. Now, I did watch that thing. Uh, one thing I was bored. It starts the night. There's no games on. I, they, I, I, don't, I didn't watch it live. I recorded it and watched it later, which actually may be worse than I recorded the damn thing. But uh, it does. Russell Wilson looked good, right? He won that uh, the, uh, the, the football throwing accuracy contest thing. Andrew looked, looked yeah. terrible. Andrew Luck couldn't hit any of those <laughs> targets where Wilson hit a bunch of them. I mean, uh, so I mean, I don't know what you, you can take from that what you want, but I do think, uh, like I said, I truly believe there are players who take this more seriously than others. Now I know I complained about the game with Gabe, and I, you know, maybe I'll watch, maybe I won't. You know, I, I didn't know it was a day uh, game. I thought I thought it was at night, and I wasn't going to be home at night, so it was an easy choice. Now that it's during the day, pretty much right after our show tomorrow, better chance that I'll watch because I'll be home here. But uh, I think Thielen once again may have something to prove here because. He did sort of go quiet after the first, what, 11, 12 games where he set the record for 100-yard receiving games, then went dormant, just went dead. You know, maybe that's on Cousins, maybe it's not, whatever it might be. So maybe he does want to show up again. You know, but uh, I don't know if I'm say, if I can say I'm feeling it. I don't know if I care that he looked good in this little, whatever you want to call it, skills yeah. competition. And by the way, the NFL players have no idea how to play dodgeball. None. I know. I was watching that too. It's like, uh, do you guys have a different rule set than we? Like when we played dodgeball, like I was just watching it, going, "What the hell are these guys doing?" No, it, it didn't seem weird to you, George. Like we used to, like I remember we used to play dodgeball in, in school. That was a lot of fun. Like we used to peng people off. It was it was a lot of fun, but uh, it looked weird when those guys were playing. Bad strategies. I mean, really, so you got four guys left on one team, one guy left on the other team. Yeah. You don't all throw single shots. You throw four at once. You can't avoid once all four. Exactly. Or, you, or you even try and play cute, and you lob one. So you all catch it, then you, the other guy drills them. Once again, it's over. So uh, I don't know. It's, uh, and I know it has nothing to do with football or anything, but it did annoy me that these guys did not seem to know how to play dodgeball. Then again, I know in schools generally nowadays you're not allowed to play dodgeball because you might hate somebody. So uh, you know what? Whatever, whatever. It's just, but it, it was bad dodgeball. Bad, bad dodgeball. 
Listen, uh, George, this is, this is from the degenerate me speaking, but the line came out, it's a pick. I know you're not betting the game, but just, uh, just, just I'm thinking about this. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, it's interesting. The over-under for the Pro Bowl was 61, and ever since we talked to Gabe and he talked uh, just to that segment, talked about the hitting, and guys actually started to get sacks and things changed. So it's interesting, George. From the betting market, it opened up at 61, the over-under, Went down to 55. I was like, I've never seen Whoa. a movement of six points. So yeah, like I'm not talking one or two like a regular game. Like it went six, and now it's bounced back up to 56, 56 and a half. I gotta believe though. Like when I'm looking at that, I almost want to take the over with the overreaction there. And people are always talking about the defense and stuff. Like you know what? I gotta believe that sometimes you have defense. I don't think you can go all the way back there. I gotta believe that. Yeah, you said it. Guys not wanting to get hit. There be there becomes a point where it's just kind of like big play. These things are gonna happen in an all-star type format. I think 61 to 55 is too much of an overreaction. And in a Pro Bowl game, 20, 28, 27, like around there, I think we can get more points than that. I know you're not betting it. You're not a true degenerate like me and Morency, but I when you see movement like that, George, wouldn't you say it's kind of like a stock? I'm getting it at a, a nicer price right now. I kind of beef up my portfolio with a penny stock. Uh, six points, that's nuts. You see, I wasn't betting it, though, because I wasn't going to be home. Now, you and Gabe, I didn't, I didn't know the game was at three. Now you guys got my wheels turning here. Yeah, well, see, I that's watch the, the thing. Game, yeah, put a couple yeah, of books yeah. on the game, you know, and uh, I love the over. I didn't realize it was, I, I was shocked it's that low. Uh, even 56, 57 is still low to me. Well, again, you're talking 28, 27, 31, 28. We're not asking for anything here. This is a Pro Bowl. These guys, I don't care how much more hitting there is than it was when I used to watch it regularly five, four, four or five, ten years ago. There's not going to be a hell of a lot of hitting here. All right, it's still going to be an offensive showcase. These all the All-Star games generally are, with the exception of baseball. So uh, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. I now will, since I'm probably going to watch the game, or at least be home and it'll be on, I'll put money on the over. I don't think, I don't know if I'll go into the pick em thing, because it literally is a pick em. I can flip a coin. I can ask my daughter. Dakota, who do you want? AFC, NFC. What? <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, she'll just, just as good a chance as I will in this game. But the over, on the other hand, I like that a lot. I like that a lot more. Just that I think it's a better chance than just to pick them. I'll tell you something, George. Uh, uh, when I was at school, you know what I mean? Because we talk about it like how gambling's uh, legal there. So I basically went to high school, and I had this one English teacher. Actually, she was a really cool chick. Like She was a younger kind of teacher, and she really enjoyed football. So me and her got along really, really well because we talked sports all the time. And I remember, though, one time just for a joke, she actually knew a little bit about the game, but she goes, okay, you know what we're going to do this week? We're going to play point spread. So it was every NFL game, every NFL game on the point spread. Her and her husband, uh, they sat down and basically, where would you rather vacation? You know, Jacksonville or here, whatever, you know, Miami versus whatever they did, wherever they're going to do, wherever they'd rather take the family on their trip. She went uh, 10 for 10, won like four grand. You know what I mean? Like hit the whole parlay card. The only time ever winning something like that. So you're right. When you, when you talk about like we laugh at sports gambling and stuff, that's why they put up spreads for a reason. Like they try to equal the playing field. Sometimes the dumbest thing, like asking your daughter could actually be a good thing. Like I know people that have won in the dumbest ways by like literally flipping a coin, blindfolded dart. Me and Gabe used to do the drunken dart special when we worked at the other network too. We'd have all the other team college logos on a, on a dart board and throw a dart. Hey, we like uh, St. John's today. Oh no, we'll take Vill- we're taking Villanova play, you know, and it won more than it lost. So, you know what I mean? All these experts and stuff. Obviously we got to look at the trends and the numbers, but crazier shit's happened, buddy. Like weird stuff happens like that. It's nuts. Of course, isn't even in real life. Remember Billy Martin back in the day? Pick a lineup out of a hat. 
Listen, nothing's going right. If you, when you do it the smart way, you're still not winning. Why not? You got to break the streak or break the bad luck. Whoever you want to look at it, somehow we've all. I think we've all done stuff like that. We may be embarrassed to say it, but we've all done stuff like that where you know logic's not working anymore. You know, so let's go. Let's do this. You know, let's ask my daughter. Let's ask for the. What's your favorite color? You know, I mean, come on. I think a lot of people have done that. I don't think that's not that you should do that, mind you, but I don't think that's all that abnormal at all. Yeah, no, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, I, I, I also I'll tell you, I one one day, George, I, George, I'll take the picture. I won, uh, I won NFL pools. It's a, basically a competition here where uh, this one you just basically it's at our lottery store. So here we can we can gamble. It's all legal, but the way they do it from the lottery corporation, like I have sports books, so I do it another way. But uh, you could also do it freely as a regular citizen and go pick. But you have to pick a minimum two games. So in hockey, it's got to be, you know, I like the Islanders, the Islanders under. Like, you can't just go on the Islanders. No single game betting. It's got to be two. And usually the ticket goes from two to six. And in football, it goes up to as many as 12 games for parlay cards, right? So, yeah, I was basically doing this. And uh, I was working at another station. And the the boss is like, hey, Cam, uh, we don't have our regular reporters busy. I need you just to go down and do, like, a fun piece on the Winnipeg Jets coming back to the NHL. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, like, I'm going to go down there and stuff like that so it's like yeah i better get down to the airport so i rushed down to the airport dee, 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 dee. the flight got delayed so there's like a lottery kiosk there and it was right on sunday before nfl i'm like shit i'm missing football like this blows like i really want to watch football i wish i could have gone after the games but i buy a ticket ding 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 so i'm on my flight whatever it's like oh okay one 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 I'm like oh, okay when all the all, all, all those starts afternoon games win then i'm sitting there at practice and i was like oh my god uh, so there was one game left and uh, it was basically it was the Rams and Giants. It was on like a Monday. It was a Monday night football game when Sam Bradford, I think, was the quarterback. Uh, and uh, it was so crazy, man. Like I was just sitting there, and all I needed was uh, the Giants to win. They won, and I was sitting there at Jets practice, and I ended up winning seventeen thousand nine hundred and seventy-two dollars for picking every game right. Just just winners because I hit like three underdogs, and I still have the novelty check in uh, my closet at home. I should take a picture of it and put it on the Twitter. My biggest claim to fame. Yeah, and the thing was that was like just a rush job like no research just ding 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 oh catching a flight okay cowboys da 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 da, da. winner 18 grand thanks those were the good old days george <laughs> well isn't that the, what they always say though sometimes you, you do better when you don't really overthink it yeah, you know you just go with yeah. your gut and sort of thing pick 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 i mean because uh, i know we're all overthinking things nowadays we all look at our stats and i know when i set my dfs lineups i'm looking at stats from like 9 a.m on and i'll change my lineup especially in higher uh tournaments you know high dollar tournaments over and over again you know eh, two dollar three dollars i won't care I'll, i'm gonna set different lineups anyway but in the uh the higher ones i may ch- i may change it four five six seven times depends and i'm not talking about lineup changes in the nfl or, or the whatever baseball hockey where this guy's not playing Okay, I have to make a change there. I'm talking about things like, oh, I, you know, I like them at 10. All of a sudden at 11.45, I don't like them. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, sometimes you're just better sticking with your original thoughts and just going with it. I was going to ask you, too. I know we're going to, moving forward, we're going to have uh, hockey in the afternoon. It's going to be busy with all sorts of lineups. You know what I find, George? I'm kicking ass. Like, I use the daily optimizer. I'm doing really, really well with the cheap defensemen, like guys like uh, Taves on the Islanders when he's like 3500 bucks, or Travis Dermott. Like, guys that like are just, you know, quarter bin guys that get you a couple points some nights. I'm like, wow. What do you do with the goaltending? Like when, when you're when you're looking at this stuff, because I'm having a lot of problems. Like it just seems to me, 
all my like thinking about dogs goes out the window. I take the most obvious choice, and they never seem to win. Like I find the goaltending is very, very difficult. It's supposed to be the easiest thing for DFS hockey, but it's uh, to me the hardest. I don't know what you do because I'm, I'm in listening. past <clears throat> in past years. Goaltender was always the first thing I looked at. I did what you did with defense, yeah. by the way. I'm generally looking for a cheaper defenseman who are going to get some power play time. Even if it's on a second power play unit, they only get 40 seconds. That's what I was looking for on, uh, as far as defensemen were concerned. Goaltending, I always wanted a goalie who I knew was going to win because I wanted that W. I want my points. Yeah. I want my definite points. And it was how I, that's sort of like how I treated baseball with pitchers. I wanted my top pitcher. I'll build my lineup from there. But goaltending this year has been strange in the NHL. It's just been strange. Part of the problem is several teams have more than one, don't have, they don't have a goaltender. One, they have two goaltenders, Smith and Riddich in Calgary. Uh, I know yep. Koskin and Talbot, Leonard and Grace with the Island. I mean, and they, it's be, becoming a uh, pain in the ass to guess which one. And then even some of the good goaltenders aren't playing great. I mean, you look at, I know in my, in my points, uh, NHL, uh, NHL Fantasy League, there's only one goaltender in the top 10, which is unheard of. There's always goaltenders there, but only Mark Andre Fleury this year. And now a lot of that's because of injuries to Vasilevsky, but Renee hasn't been the same goaltender. And several other goaltenders haven't been the same. Rask keeps getting hurt. You know, Bishop hasn't been great. Goaltending's been a pain in the ass this year. And I think in the second half of the season, I'm going to do the opposite here. I'm gonna, I may end up building my team around a top score. Yeah, I think I'm going to start start doing the same thing because goaltending, it's absolutely ruining me. But, hey, uh, George, before we uh, take the break there, too, as a one golf matchup bet that's going off there, I'm uh, actually looking at John Rahm to get things done there. So, guys, if you're looking for a matchup bet, John Rahm, who played bad yesterday, only laying 50 cents, I would look at him. We'll talk to George on the other side, too, go over some more uh, golf bets, Super Bowl stuff that's catching his eye, bets, DFS, and a whole lot more. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart alongside my buddy Long Island Range, George Kurtz. And this is the Weekend Fantasy Update, guys. And, uh, yeah, what can we say? No hockey, George? We'll be okay. And baseball's right around the corner, friend. Have a good one. We'll be back in a sec. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm the Ranger Red at Camp Stewart along with Long Island Range George Kurtz. We got some college basketball. Thanks for Gabe Morenci to join in the show. We got uh, Sean Angle keeping us online, buddy. And uh, got some updated scores here from the early games. Nebraska, a minus seven favorite over Ohio State, 15 to 12. Maryland, 
a game that we liked in parlays, up 20 to 12 on Illinois. And my game, Iowa State, need the Cyclones to win early start, 20 to 14 for Iowa State over Old Miss. Rare and a good start to uh, me and Morenci's TCU Horn Frogs, up 12 to 3 on Florida. So lots of college basketball action to get to. Another wave of games. Interesting. Uh, another good one here. Virginia laying 12 on the road. Virginia, one of the best teams in the nation. Number three taking on Notre Dame on the road. A tough place to play. Virginia 17 and one. The Irish 11 and eight. And Virginia laying 12 points. That line has a move total 126 and a half. George, yeah, we're gonna get George gambling before everything's done. I know he likes to sprinkle a little bit, but man, George, ho- hockey's one of those things too. I think we're gonna get the listeners in there betting on it. It's been a dog, 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 dog type of first half of the season, and it's unbelievable. And I even fall out of it, too. Some nights I remember that. I'm like, ooh, I like that. I like that. I, I make a lot of money betting dogs. And then that night I'm like, nah, they can't do it again. But yet it goes dog, dog. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell? Stay the course, man. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on here. But these plus 200 teams are winning. These plus 180 teams are winning. It's like, then I'm taking the Oilers as a favorite. I'm like, they suck. I know these guys blow. Like, stop taking them. They got one player. No goaltending. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. And kudos to your Islanders. They've been uh, probably the best bet in hockey right now with Barry Trotz. You want to talk about uh, stocks and market watch. Nobody saw this coming with the Islanders. Hopefully they can keep this up in the second half. And Vegas doesn't really, they've caught on a little bit, but the number's still worth betting in my opinion. Well, the problem with the Islanders for Vegas is they probably can't name a player outside of Matthew Barzell. <laughs> right, Tavares is gone. We also, you also, and listen, I did too. I didn't think the Islanders were going to be a good team this year at all. Not that I thought they'd bottom out, but I certainly didn't see this coming. I mean, look at the Montreal Canadiens, right? They're playing well, much better than we expected them to play. They are. Third place they in that are. division there. And we no one saw that. Calgary Flames, not that, once again, I thought Calgary would be a good team, but I don't know if I thought they'd be first place in their division. You know, 71 points already playing extremely well. And I think uh, it's sort of throwing, you know, I, I always try to figure out why seasons overall in the, in the NHL aren't going the way we expected. We, we talk about goalies. I wonder if that, once again, if that's because the goalie pads, uh, everything's been streamlined. And goalies need to take a little take a little bit to get used to that. There haven't really been any huge injuries as far as, uh, oh, my God, you know, so many superstars are out. That's why this is happening. So I don't see a reason why Washington Capitals finally win the Stanley Cup. Maybe they are having the Stanley Cup hangover now. You know, they've lost seven straight. They look terrible. I mean, terrible. But then again, getting rid of Barry Trotz may not have been the smartest thing either. So, uh, also, it's only the first half of the season, Cam. I wonder in the NHL, now after the All-Star break, you only have 30 games left about that for most NHL teams, if these players start taking these games more seriously now. All right, we got to get in playoff positioning here. we got to make sure we're going to make the playoffs and play in the tournament and blah, blah, blah. And things get a little bit back to the way we expected them to be. Yeah, taking a look at the tote board, uh, I like to put in some futures now since we have the game tonight. Uh, a lot of people I know like Tampa Bay. Uh, they're only nine to two plus four fifty. Uh, they're they're an amazing team, George. Uh, they're when you just watch them on the power play, it's almost sick. But I can't really take them at that price. It's just not good enough for me. You had to take them at the start of the year, probably ten or eleven. Calgary, as you mentioned, I think the Calgary Flames are a great shot to win the Stanley Cup. I see uh, uh, eight or eight to one on some books. I see as high as ten to one now. Nashville 10 to 1, Vegas 10 to 1, Jets 10 to 1, Pittsburgh 11 to 1, Toronto 12 to 1, Boston 12 to 1, San Jose 14 to 1, Washington as we talk about very disappointing 14 to 1 and uh, your New York Islanders on the top board at a smooth 40 to 1 right now but uh, looking at the bets I'd probably lay it down if I were to go to do some futures which I usually do this time of the year um, if I can get a good number I think Calgary looks good to me at that price and uh, I'd probably say Winnipeg but I trust Calgary a little 
little bit more, George. If you were going to do one, um, you know, Stanley Cup future bet right now, what would you take? Well, because of how the idiotic the NHL playoff seedings are, you know, I always have to map it out. Because, I mean, you look at... Excellent point, actually. Very good point. It drives me me insane. San Jose and Vegas, who are two of the better teams in the Western Conference, are probably going to play each other first round. First round! Which means one's going bye-bye. And that, it's, it's idiotic. It's not fair. It's not the way it should be. So I have to look at that. If, if I think Winnipeg is going to win that central division, then I'm going to like them a little bit more. Because, once again, they're going to avoid a, a tougher first-round matchup. Uh, Boston could be a wild card. You know, and not in the top three. So that could make life difficult for whoever wins the Metropolitan Division because that's who Boston would play right now. If they're the first wild card, they're going to play the winner of the Metro. I don't think the Islanders will win the Metro, but I can't think Washington, Columbus, or Pittsburgh be all that thrilled of playing the Boston Bruins in the first round. Once again, a good team is going away here. But out of all the numbers you mentioned, I mean, for me, uh, I, I mean, it's easy to pick some of the better teams. But because Winnipeg and, in my mind, Nashville, they're going to play each other no later than the second round. If they both win, that's when they play each other. I'm going to go with the San Jose Sharks, although, once again, they can play Vegas round one, Calgary round two. But because the odds are better, I'll go with San Jose. I don't. I think San Jose is going to try and make a big addition. I think they're only going to get better with Everett Carlson, too. But remember, they tried to get John Tavares. You know, they actually offered the, out of the Islanders in Toronto and San Jose. San Jose offered the biggest contract for Tavares. I think they're going to add at the deadline. Yeah, the thing about San Jose, this is the issue that I have with them. We'll uh, get get on to some other stuff, uh, some more uh, Martin other Jones sports. I, I have a problem with Jones. Yeah, I, I got a big problem with Jones. And the thing is, when you watch him play, George, and we watch these games every single night, you got the defensive uh, back. You got a wicked blue line like that. Jones is soft. I know in the it's regular season in comparison to playoff hockey, but he's going to be better. And those games, those games that they play, I remember in the Western Conference too. When you're playing Vegas, those one to nothing games. I remember when Vegas was playing L.A. and L.A. was you know still a little bit better than they are now. Like they look like they're they have very 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 bad foot speed and they look like an older team now but those two to one games Vegas was winning because of flurry one to nothing games standing on his head amazing he's part of the reason I know it's the NHL conspiracy which we kind of agree but also because it wasn't just Vegas Vegas's goalie was the best goalie and that's kind of the way hockey works they got to do better than Jones and obviously Dell computers as the backup this guy's not going to get it done either they actually might have to go out and get a, a get a goaltender as crazy as that sounds I, lo- I love the Sharks too if you can get 14 that's a steal if they can get some uh, goaltending. Well, the goaltender, you know, the ace goaltender that could be out there is Bobrovsky, right? He's we all know he's, he's probably not going to back to Columbus next year. He's had his issues there, got suspended earlier uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, Panarin on Columbus. Columbus really could decide who wins the uh, the Stanley Cup if they want. If they want to trade these <laughs> guys. I don't know if they do. Well. It's true. Yeah, I don't know if they do. I mean, so I do a hockey podcast. I've been doing one for uh, years. And we've discussed in this podcast over and over again that it's so tough to trade a goaltender because you can never get equal value for one. I mean, you think about it. When was the last time a goaltender was dealt in season, out of season, that you felt, well, that's a good deal for both teams? Generally, the team trading the goaltender is not going to get back what they want. They're just not. And I don't think that it'll change. I think as, as much as Bobrovsky would make San Jose much better, San Jose won't give up the farm for him because they'll be like, oh, you know what? A... Columbus has to get rid of him, or else they're not going to get anything for him. B, is he that much better than Jones? Sure, he's better, but not immensely better. And they won't give up what Columbus would want for him. So that's why the Columbus is sort of stuck here. I know they discussed this on NHL Live a while, a while back with Columbus. Uh, should 
Because once again, Bobrovsky and Panarin are probably not coming back to Columbus after this year. But Columbus right now is in third place in that division, four points out of first, and they have a, a game in hand on the Islanders. They're a legitimate, very good team. But if you trade Bobrovsky and Panarin, you're, you're nobody. You're done. I mean, so you have a decision to make. Do you play for the long term and trade these guys and make sure you don't lose both players for nothing? Panarin's definitely gone. I guess Bobrovsky has a chance yeah. to return, but I don't think so. But, but what do you do? Do you trade these guys and get something, or do you play to win this year? You know, because you, you you could be the best team in the Metro. That wouldn't shock me. Don't know if I say you, if, if you're going to be better than Tampa Bay, no matter what you do, though. Thing is, when I look when I when I look at those guys, they have the thing is, Bobrovsky. You still got Corpusalo. He's not like I'm going to say a, a great goaltender, but when it comes to backups that they have in the league, I think he's actually he's serviceable. I think he's he's somebody that you could use. Panarin, on the other hand, you said this guy's a game changer. Any team he goes to, an instant contender. You saw what he did last season in the playoffs against the Capitals. Him and uh, Cam Atkins is more more so. Panarin took that team on the back. Like, like he when they took that three to nothing lead against Washington before Washington came back there. George, like this guy was an absolute beast. He was scoring highlight goals. He looked fantastic. He was like uh, the second coming. He he was basically unstoppable. Which which is very, very interesting because uh, he played some of his best hockey when it counted, postseason hockey. He might be the best player in the NHL and nobody knows. I mean, he, that nobody, is, nobody knows about him. He is that good. Uh, mo- most speculation is that he's going to the Rangers, that that's where he wants to be. And I would say that's probably, if I was betting, I would say 70-30, that's where he's going, with the other 30 possibly being Chicago, if that's where, where he enjoyed playing before they traded him. Yeah, well, Chicago's going to have to do some other stuff, too. Like, with, with the Blackhawks there, like, Kane's amazing. Alex Dabrinkit, that guy is, like, so good. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his work. Great move that they picked up, Kajula from Edmonton. He's actually saying, thanks, guys. I leave the Oilers, who are absolutely shit. You bring me to the Blackhawks. At least they got they got somebody. But the Blackhawks goaltending, uh, Cam Ward, I've always been a big fan of in his career, but he's on uh, death's door when it comes to his career. Delhi has been good, but he's kind of coming back down to earth. And the problem with the Blackhawks is their defense are old. The guys like Duncan Keith and Seabrook, they can't they can't keep on doing this much. They get beat to pucks a lot. They the the foot speed's a little bit lacking there, George. Oh, absolutely. They're old and slow. I mean, old and slow. That's what it is. Uh, you know, you hope Corey Corvett can return from yet another concussion. And he's one. Of, you know, we say this in all sports, Cam. You never know with a concussion. Every player is different. Some players return in days. Some, uh, you know, a week, weeks. With Crawford, it seems to be months. He missed most of last season with a concussion slash vertigo. Same thing this year. It looks like, looks like it's happening again. Chicago, I mean, they were once a great team. Kane, Taze are still very good to great players, but they make yeah. so much against the cap, it's hard for them to really feel the team around them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a changing of the guard uh, in the National Hockey League as well. George, I'm going to get into a couple bets before uh, things are changing right now. we got the last, all the golfers are hitting the course right now, so I have one more matchup bet. This one goes off in about seven minutes' time, and I, th- I see some real, real value with this one. Hideki Matsuyama uh, in golf. A lot of people don't really know about this guy, but um, he was one of the best players in the world. Actually ranked third in the world for a while. Really, really struggled with his putter. Lost his game for a bit, but now having a great tournament at uh, Torrey Pines this week at the Farmers Insurance. He's only uh, a shot off the lead, and he's in a matchup bet against the leader, Justin Rosen. There's one thing I've learned, George, from uh, golf. It's very hard to back up a really good score. Like, when a guy goes out and shoot a 62, to do it again, 
almost impossible. You know, you'd be happy with like a 66. That's a great way to back up a special round. So Justin Rose has been playing very, very good. Right now, I'm getting Hideki Matsuyama uh, at uh, plus 140, guys. Or even you can take him on a spread bet at plus a half stroke to plus 115 on mybookie.ag. Friend of the program. I am laying it down, George. I'm throwing it down. That is my bet right now. Hideki Matsuyama, plus 140, half unit, plus a half stroke to get it done against Justin Rose. I love my dogs. Hopefully I don't get rabies. Then we'll have some money to go into our degenerate plays tonight uh, with the betting the Pro Bowl and even the NHL All-Star game. Go Pacific! <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm all depressed here, man, because I want to go golfing. You're talking about golf now? I, I so, want to hit the course. And, we'll go one oh, day, George. I love, if I get out there, for sure. Oh, it's one of my favorite love, things to love do. golfing. I, you know what the crazy thing about my golf game is, though? Um, it's the opposite of most people. I can't hit a ball. Like, my tee game blows. Like, I have a horrible swing. But I, when it comes to getting around, like, I used to be good. Uh, because of hockey and hands, I love uh, anything from 150 in. Like, you know what I mean? When I'm using my 8-9 iron, just mew, put it on the green there. Putting's okay. I can't drive the ball. And that's, like, probably most people would say to get to the next level of golf, you need it's the short game that's a problem. I'm the opposite. I got no long game. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar to you. I mean, uh, I, when I uh, off the tee, I'm just trying to hit the ball on, onto the uh, fairway. I'm not swinging very hard at all. If I can hit, it, I mean, if I connect, I can hit it 250. I can. I've done that. But uh, odds are, you know, eight of those ten shots are going into the woods here. So uh, I'm trying to make sure I just get it onto the uh, onto the fairway here and be very happy about this. You know, I'm following Gabe here on Twitter, and he's talking about Yuppie and mascots. Is it Yuppie? Yes. Yuppie? Yeah, Yuppie, yeah. Montreal. Yeah, no, Yuppie, Yuppie, the Montreal, uh, the Montreal Expo, uh, Expo's uh, mascot. The issue that Gabe has is, you know, the Montreal Canadians who don't really need a mascot or whatever, kind of stole Yuppie, and he's kind of like a more like fun community mascot where I think he's talking about, like, give them to the Canadian Football League, the Alouettes, and uh, the MLS soccer team. Like, it's kind of weird to see Yuppie at the Montreal Canadiens game. I think he wants uh, them to get their own damn mascot. I think that's uh, what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, he just, he's got like five or six posts on mascots here. I'm like, Gabe, don't you have something to do? I mean, come on. You that's what he loves to do, George. That's that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. basically, I can tell you what he's doing right now. He's a, he's in his uh, uh, you know condo, no furniture, just sitting there. You know, if there's, <laughs> if there's a chair or whatever, a folding chair from IKEA is sitting there, and he's got his flicker in his hand, and he's like plowing through college basketball and on Twitter. You know what I mean? Just making making more bets and uh, tweeting about Yuppie. Guy loves it, man. It's great life, isn't it? Just a great life. Tweeting about Yuppie. I'm not, I was never a big man. I mean, most of the teams that I root for, I mean, well, the, I guess the Cowboys have their cheerleaders. Yankees sure as hell don't have a mascot. And the Islanders, that they tried to have. They don't need I can't one. remember the mascot's name. Uh, what was the Islanders? you remember what the Islanders mascot is? I know they, they he got kidnapped a couple of years back. Uh, okay. He was like was. the Admiral or something. He looked like he was like a guy from the uh, Captain Highliner uh, Fish Sticks commercial there. Kind of just hang. I know the Islanders had like the skate girls like before anyone though. Because I remember yes. back in the day, I'm like, hey, yeah. That's the only part of the team. George, they, Oh, it's amazing. And I remember I was there as like talking to the players. And the worst is in Toronto, there was like an outcry. It's like, why isn't there any men who I'm like, are you like, really? It's come to this. So you're offended by the, the girls who are, who are cleaning the ice rink there. You need men like this is an equal opportunity job. Like, no offense here. This isn't mixed figure skating. Like, get get those guys off the ice. No dudes. 
No, play, I mean, listen, the Islanders sucked. The best part about going to the games is watching the ice girls between periods, okay? It's the only thing that was worth watching. They'd shoot the, you know, they'd shoot the things, uh, the T-shirts into the stands, too, uh, between, uh, you know, to, uh, play stoppages. That was fantastic. It was the only reason to go to a game for a while for the Islanders. But then they got rid of them, too, because I think, I think a lawsuit came out of, might have been San Jose, actually, about uh, probably some sexist thing with them, blah, blah, blah. People ruin everything. <laughs> They do. Today, today's society, man, these guys, there's always bitching about something. They're always bitching. But uh, anyway, George, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm just happy for you, too, that your team's doing well there. And I can't wait to, to later on in the shows we can actually be breaking down uh, some of these uh, ho- hockey games and DFS hockey and stuff like that, try to make some uh, people some money. But as I mentioned before, uh, Pacific is the one bet that I have in hockey. And I kind of lean where Gabe is going, too. I'm thinking under 12.5. Both totals are 12.5. That's a lot of goals in an exhibition game. If one goal he decides to play, I think he'd make stops. I know it's a total degenerate play, but uh, I gotta believe that if you bet unders in all the games, like he was talking about, you'll probably hit 66.6 of them. I can't. I could see more unders than overs. Too many goals. 12, 12 and a half is crazy. Oh, that's the key. Will one goaltender uh, decide to play? Will he care? I would care. I'm not letting anybody. I mean, I don't know yeah. if I'm going for a sprawling exactly. save and chance I so, might so, get hurt. Yeah, but I'm, pride. All right, I'm pride. not gonna be embarrassed either. I'm just not. I'm not gonna let these guys embarrass me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let. I'm not gonna let them embarrass me. I'm gonna try to make some saves. I'm gonna try to win it for my team. I just find a lot of the time since they've gone to this format, the uh, the home team, like the Pacific, seems to be the bet. And it's only laying 25 or 30 cents. On the way back, we'll go through some more, uh, you know, bets, lines, DFS, props, anything. More hockey talk. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz, and this is the weekend fantasy update. More to sports talk after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update. If you like to gamble, we are your guys. 11-2, Saturday and Sunday, me and Long Island Rage, George Kurtz. We've got everything for you. Gambling, picks, stories, a whole lot more. And, uh, George isn't just a great guy and a great DFS legend. He's also a hockey referee, ladies and gentlemen. And we do like to bet on sports. And if you like to wager on sports, never had, like to try, head over to our friends at BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you could think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, reality TV, or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on the in-game circumstances. So many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY100 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on, op- head on over, open up an account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY100 and get your 100% bonus deposit match, Jared George. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with this uh, football game because... 
when I see thousands of these props and whatever, I start to get all uh, crazy. And the one thing I do, George, a lot of the time, I have multiple accounts, and then I go click, 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 and then you realize, like, $10, 20 Like, you've done it a few times, but 10 and 20 bucks soon become $100 when you click the same thing, like, five or six times. And you know what I mean? So that's my problem. I should just probably do one denomination at, like, 100 and forget about it. But I tend to go, you know, 25 times or 35 times and do dumb stuff like that. Like, I got a real problem because... I just, that's who I am. I just, I just think I like to hit buttons and look at stuff. I'm like the, like the type of turkey in a grocery store. Hey, wow, Tide, it's, it's orange and it's got glitters. Like I buy things because of packaging. And a lot of the time, uh, if your sports book looks, looks nice, I look at the buttons and I ding, 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 ding. Kind of like, yeah, like a kid with ADD. I got problems there. But uh, anyway, I'm all, I'm all on the Rams in this damn game. And I, I, there's no way I, I could see myself taking the Patriots. I'm locked in, buddy. The question is, how much am I going to do? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm probably split. I, I think the Rams are the better team, but I've thought about this about so many teams playing New England this year, and they still come out and win these games. And I don't know about Gurley yet. You know, and how will Goff play uh, under this kind of big time spotlight, which you know won't bother the Patriots whatsoever. You know, they've been there, done that a million times. Will McVay do something stupid to want to prove that he's smaller than everybody else? Uh, which I think, uh, you know, gets Sean Payton in, uh, in trouble at times. Uh, so I wonder about things about that. I may think, of, think about this. Uh, no, that's over an over excellent too, call. Too Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, George, but that's that, that's just a brilliant, brilliant statement by you, and I agree. And I, I looked for it last week, and uh, a lot of the listeners are really nice. They go, hey, Cam, nice call. Like, I called the fake punt. Like, he's the type of guy to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? And Johnny Hecker's a great thrower of the ball. And I looked for that prop. I couldn't find it anywhere, though. Even, like, the wording, like, you know, will there be a fake punt or will Johnny Hecker make a pass? I looked for it. I couldn't find it anywhere on my four or five different books. But I got to believe uh, in, in a game like the Super Bowl, even Bill, and you know McVeigh, He's kind of coming up with all this time to prepare how many times, how many tricks, and they're probably going to happen at really, really weird times, too. And if it's not executed, it could be a big problem. Like, I'm talking, like, probably going from it from their own, like, 25, 30 type of thing, because in a game like that, that's how you catch a team off guard, right? You do. I don't think, I don't think a fake punt would catch Bill off guard, because only was the Rams have done it so much. I think at this point, if them running a fake punt catches you off guard, that's your problem. Because we know they do it, and they're not afraid to do it. And, and uh, Johnny H, can, he can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. He's actually got a good arm there. So uh, I don't think that would be a surprise here. I think, um, I think the weirdest prop that I've seen so far is uh, over-under on Tony Romo predicting a play is 7.5. And, and I'm like, wow. I mean, that, that's one that I would have never expected a prop to come out of that. But I think that's also one where, well, what's the definition of Tony Romo predicting a play? Technically, if he predicts this, he's going to run the, the ball. Thing. He predicted it. This is the thing. And uh, I'll tell you, hey, guys, listeners out there, this, this is the thing. Like, this, these prop bets, it's all about the wording. It's all about the wording in them. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like, you have to be very, very, very careful when you're reading this stuff. Like, go over it with a fine-tooth comb again and again. Because some of these bets, it's... I've had times where, you know what I mean, George, it looked like it was one way, it was another. Then you have a discrepancy with the sports book. Oh, I won. No, you didn't. You didn't read the fine print. I almost don't want to do something that is that vague or that, you know what I mean, or have to be interpreted in a certain way because I'll tell you something, when it comes to a court of law, the company's probably going to win over the guy like me who made the bet. So I want to keep them. I, I like the prop bets, but I kind of want to keep them simple. If you don't understand it or it could be another thing, I'd probably try to stay away from those ones. You get my drift? 
Oh, I agree. I 100% agree. If it's vague, if you don't know exactly what the bet is, like I said, there are a thousand. I'm on Westgate right now. There are over a thousand prop bets. If I don't like them because it's vague, I'll find one of the 999 others. There are plenty. It's not like you only have three choices here. Oh, what am I going to do? I only got three. You got plenty of choices here. So uh, that Tony Romo one, I, I could never do. I could just never do because, like I said, uh, I don't want to read the fine print, by the way. All right? If it's that vague, if it's that confusing, then I'll find another one. I want pretty much one that's black and white. You know, uh, Guskowski or, or Zerline, the, will the opening kickoff uh, be a touchback? Uh, yes. I think they'll be amped up. I definitely, definitely think it'll be a touchback. So that's what I'm probably going to bet. Because uh, I, I just think, once again, the kickers will be really amped up early on, and it'll be a touchback. So uh, I'll take that. That's black and white. I like that. No, I like that, too. And uh, it's just there have been situations before where, you know what I mean, people have gotten burned. They thought they got paid, and no, 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 you didn't read this, and it wasn't this. It was very, very similar, and it's uh, it's happened to me. It's happened to guys that I know for a lot more money, and you don't ever be in that situation where there's a, a discrepancy, and it sucks. But I will say this, though, George, since, uh, you know, the FanDuel Sportsbooks opened up in Jersey, um, I got to hand it to these guys. They've done it. I know a lot of it's PR, but they've done a great job with the guy with the computer glitch during the Denver Raiders game where the guy was only supposed to make a couple hundred dollars or turned out to like 70 something thousand. They paid him. They paid off early bets in Alabama before they even. Uh, that's the crazy thing. They lost the championship game in the NCAA football final to Clemson, yet paid out bets early. They've done a really lot of good things. I know the gambling now is legalized and we're going to be getting into it. I've been into it my whole life a whole lot more, but people in New York and New Jersey, they're discovering it. I got to admit, they've done a very, very good job. They've done a good job and with customer service and complaints. They've kind of ponied up and said, you know what? We don't need any bad PR. We're going to pay out the people. Right. The I like that. Right. It's all PR, right? And that, I think that'll change in five years from now. Once again, once it's more established, yeah, so get, doing so you, it, then so you better get it while it's hot, right? You better, you better, Damn you better right. enjoy it now because it, things are going to change. <laughs> It's like any new business. Right. Customer, you know, oh, customer's always right. Customer's always right. Sure, but in five years, once it's more established, they don't care about pissing off a couple of people. That'll change. You know, but right now, I think it's the smart thing to do. You're playing the PR game. You, you do it right. So uh, I've never had a problem. I've never had a discrepancy uh, where I had to argue about one thing, uh, one way or the other. Either I've won or I've lost. An interesting thing that people are going to do for the Super Bowl, if you don't think the game's going to be close there, George, it's uh, alternate lines. Very interesting stuff. So the book, I'm on uh, my bookie right now, just looking at the alternate lines. So New England, uh, alternate spread, minus 13. So for New England to win by, uh, you know, either 13's a push or more, plus 300, 3 to 1. Rams, plus 13. You have to lay 450 to, to 1. That's uh, something I don't really uh, are going to get into there. But something I, I do like is the Rams uh, I'm going to think like let's see here Rams 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 perfect right here like Rams plus three and a half I like that like if the spreads or whatever I don't think I think the game's going to be close I only have to lay 45 cents I like that New England is minus three and a half plus 110 I think if the Rams and what about the Rams winning outright those are something that I'm going to look forward to because you can get some take back right there like Rams to win by six and a half so if the Rams to win by a touchdown that's plus 235 LA Rams minus seven plus 245 uh, Rams to win by eight or more plus 250 that those are some things that I think the game though when you really break it down do you think it's going to be like a field goal type of game George like do you think it's going to be a classic Super Bowl the last few we've seen have been pretty good that Eagles Patriots game uh, went right down there it was uh, entertaining front to bottom front front to back there it was. I mean, you mentioned the past 
I mean, I'm not looking at scores right now, but I think the past five to eight have been really good. You remember back in the day, all Super Bowls seemed to be blowouts. Which I and I understand that makes yep. sense. You're in a, a one and done game. Once things start going wrong, you start taking chances. They don't pay off. Well, you're getting returns. You're getting fumbles. You're getting turnovers, and it's all over. And before we know it, it's 45-14. Uh, but the last couple of games have been really uh, good. And on paper, this looks like a good matchup. It looks like it should be another close game. That being said, it, you know there could be a six point difference going into the uh, second to last drive. All of a sudden, you know, teams up 14 points again, and it ruins everything. But I think. Um, as far as my betting, uh, where I'm leaning towards, I'm going to be leaning towards a close game. So I'm not going to be betting on anything uh, you know, by one team or the other winning by more than 10 points. Uh, I don't really have a feel yet on who, uh, which side I'm going for here. Uh, because, once again, I'll say it again. I think the Rams are the better team. I do. I think if you go position by position, you're going to like more Rams units than you're going to like uh, Patriots units. But... There's something about New England. There's something about how they approach these things. Maybe they are. They did just save their best for last. Where they just they, they was coasting through the regular season, and now they're showing you everything they have here. I think there is something to that. Do uh, do they get lucky last week? Sure, but most teams you could get lucky sooner uh, during a game. Uh, yeah, if once the D4 doesn't line up offsides, they're they're not here. Hell, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. could stop a third and ten. You know, maybe cover yes, element on third and ten, guys. Maybe, maybe you want to do that. You know, and maybe once again, maybe the Chiefs are here. I understand that. Don't line up both sides. It's really pretty, pretty easy here. Uh, so uh, I keep thinking that. But once again, it also also comes back to the Patriots find a way to win. And and uh, now we know all the conspiracy theories. Oh, the Patriots get all the calls. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't think the offsides, by the way, is part of that. That guy was offsides. What are you going to do? You want to talk he about was. the tuck rule? That's a little different. But uh, you know, I just think there's something about the uh, the Patriots, and I I do think there is something to the fact that they've been here before. Nothing's going to bother them this week. No, it's true. I, I thought the Edelman were on the punt. He definitely touched the ball. That's me. Like I got, uh, I went to my doctor. He said my eyesight's better than twenty twenty. I saw it hit his fingertips and other. I, I thought that actually hit him twice. But we're not going to get into that. And, and those Hogan balls were uh, hit the ground. But we don't know what a, the hell a catch is anymore. You're right though. Bottom line is, hey, Deep Ford, you're offside. You lost the game. They got the ball. They, you couldn't stop them. Screw you. Let's take a look at the quarterback props right now. Very, very high there, uh, George, for the game. Tom Brady pass yard just off the top of your head. What do you think it is? And I'll tell you what it is uh, from a from Vegas uh, perspective. What do you think Brady's? Uh, they put Brady's pass yards at. I'll say two ninety one. Yeah, three nineteen and a half. Three nineteen and a half. That seems pretty. That's very high. Uh, that's my my first reaction was that might be a little bit high right there. Three nineteen and a half. For Tom Brady, pass yards, uh, I, I tend to be looking, maybe going a little bit under there. Haven't locked in on these props yet. Total pass completions, Tom Brady, uh, 27 and a half is the total there. Mm, that's that's about right. That's that's a that's a pretty about good right. prop. Pass a lot attempts. of little throws to James White and Edelman. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's why if you're going to go on the over, that's why I think uh, that one you might want to look at with the pass, especially to to White. Tom Brady, pass attempts, uh, pass total attempts. So, yeah, so 30. Sorry, completions is 27 and a half. Pass attempts, 38 and a half. That's, that's high. Tom Brady, touchdowns, two and a half. What do you think? Passing touchdowns, two and a half. Just passing or it could be anything? Uh, total pass touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's two and a half. Uh, I think I'll go the under there. I think I might go the under too. Tom Brady interceptions zero point five. So one interception, you win the bet. I almost want to take. Does that. he throw a pick? I'll, I'll, uh, I think I'll take. Uh, yes, I'll say yes. I'm gonna say yes. 
I think he will too. I think that will be a small play there. Tom Brady rush yards. You're going to love this one there, uh, George. Rush yards. What do you think it is? Seven. 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 Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, he's got a wooden line. I'm going to go to the over. I'm going to give it. Oh. You're going to go. Watching Tom go Brady run is ugly. Okay. It, it is. Two and a half. So Please, please don't pretty, do a Philly low. special, man. Please. Please don't. I don't want to see Tom Brady run at all. He can't catch yeah, Here's uh, Goff. No, no. Please don't. Any No no plays to Tom, please. Jared Goff, pass, total pass yards, 290.5. Uh, That's interesting. Jared Goff, see, total pass completions, 23 and a half. What do you think about his yards? 290, a little high? I think this is where it comes down to. That's why we talked about Todd Gurley earlier. What do you believe about Gurley? If you believe he's back and being healthy, then I, I'll take the under. But if he's not, I don't know if C.J. Yeah. is doing anything. Then I then I, I'm leaning towards the over. You can throw on, uh, you can throw on the Rams. But you also said something interesting earlier, and I agree with you here. I think this game in the first period could be like a uh, a boxing match where they're feeling each other out, not really doing anything big, you know. Where there's a lot of you know maybe a couple of three and outs, or maybe sacks. you know, the, right? Punt and sacks. But they're, they're just feeling each other out where it takes a quarter, and before they really go at each other here. So if that's the case, then maybe it doesn't reach these numbers. That's my only worry here. So uh, I kind of lean with golf towards the under on both. Yeah, so that's the thing. His pass attempts, uh, 35 and a half. That's, uh, yeah, you're right. If, Gur- if Gurley's healthy, I think they're going to probably run the ball a little bit more. And C.J. Anderson doesn't get passes out of the backfield, more just handoffs. So that one I kind of lean under. Jared Goff, total pass touchdowns, too flat. Too flat. So I think uh, I, like, I would have liked two and a half a hell of a lot more. For under? Yeah. I think, that's, I think that, that number's right. I wouldn't touch it. I agree. Total interceptions, 0.5. Same thing. Will Jared Goff throw a pick? Minus 130, uh, yes. Plus 100, no. So I would say I don't think he will throw a pick in this game. I'm going to say he will. He will he he, he's going to feel the nerves. You think so? Interesting. I mean, I, there's, there's no logic to it. There's, there is no logic. I mean, you hope for I mean, maybe hope for a tip ball at the line of scrimmage and one goes that way. But I'll, uh, someone's throwing uh, an interception. There's not. It's not like both quarterbacks are going to throw none. So I'm going to bet. Uh, I'm going to bet they each throw at least one. Jared Goff rush yards. Take a guess on this one, George. Well, he can run. So I'll. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was. I'll, I'll say it's about thirteen. Eight and a half. I kind of like the over. Oh, there. I think I like want the over there as like well. You might just go for it. Right, it's, that's all I you need is one guys, run. Guys, eight and a half, one run. Jared Goff, like, yeah, he's he's actually pretty like he he he's not slow footed. Like he if he sees a hole, and that's a good point that you bring up, George. He's going to be like in the first little while surveying things, maybe a little deer in the headlights there. He might take off a couple times just to get loose, take that first hit in the game, and to settle things down. I think I really like that prop. Rush yards, eight and a half. I think I'm going to be uh, pulling the trigger there, buddy. I like that one. Yeah, that's one I would put. One of those, sometimes these props, if I don't feel great, I'll put five, ten bucks on. That's one I could easily put fifty, a hundred dollars on. Love it. So that's our favorite one so far, guys. What do we got here? So we got Jared Goff, rushing yards, eight and a half. Me and Long Island Rage Kurtz, we like the over. Stick around. We're going to go through more uh, player props, running back stats, receiving props, all sorts of stuff. Got a couple horse racing picks for you, a couple other college basketball picks. This is the weekend fantasy update with me and Kurtz coming back after the break.